Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Love save! Mike Smith, a game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Riley. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! We are Dreisaitl right no game. And now we're going to have a goalie for action. This is NHL overtime. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Carmen Dave from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Shed. Stoffer out of the home office, made it back from downtown Community Arena, joined as always by Brendan Escott at the 630 Chet Studios. This is Oilers Now as we uh, paid homage. John Anderson from Yes, that band actually uh, was formed like in 1968. I think that song off the top of my head came out around 83, right around the time that Synchronicity came out from the police. So great tune from back in the day. This is Oilers Now. Lots to get to. The Edmonton Oilers on the ice. Uh, Philip Roberg was out with the main group today. And uh, he has he looked like uh, an NHL guy today. Like you could not have... Uh, known that he's never played in North America or anything like that. Looks like he's put on a little bit of weight. Uh, obviously, the guy's a gifted skater. He's big. Big kid on the fence. It's exciting, and uh, we'll talk about this later up 
Coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now with Brian Lawton from uh, NHL Network, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey, and our NHL insider, John Shannon. Just a, a bit of a comparable between the Edmonton Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche. And uh, I had a couple people reach out today from around the league, and a lot of people think that the Oilers and the Avalanche could be the two of the teams um, that could potentially make the most noise in the Western Conference playoffs here in the hub city of Edmonton. Oilers Now is brought to you by your title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Uh, you can reach us at any time on the River Curry Resort and Casino Hotline, the River Curry Backup and Adam, over 1,350 slot machines. Still no table games, but remember the main casino floor 100% smoke-free. The River Curry Resort and Casino Excitement. Uh, bet on it. I was uh, at their... Uh, New restaurant, Italia, for a bit of a media schmooze fest uh, last week. Bumped in a Blair, who's a significant part of the River Cree. The long-term vision, they're going to continue to grow out and build that. And uh, Italia is a fine restaurant there as well. Now, you can also text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. The Ashley Fine Floors text line, Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. Uh, we're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can reach me uh, personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and reach Brendan at Brendan Escott. Brendan, how you doing? Things are good today, Bob. It's nice to come into work and know that there's fresh Oilers audio and stuff to talk about. It's been a good change of pace. Yeah, we'll get to some of that audio, but I actually want to start uh, with NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromotionalMarketing.com. And because we've got news every day on the awards, uh, I want to start there. So uh, tee it up, Brendan, and get after it. All right, well, we'll start uh, maybe with the most pertinent here. Uh, the Jack Adams Award nominees are John Tortorella from Columbus, Elaine Vigneault out of Philadelphia, and Boston's Bruce Cassidy for Coach of the Year. So no love there for Dave Tippett, despite... Uh, the league's best power played second best penalty kill in year one. Uh, take that for what it's worth. Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes, and Dominic Kubalik are your uh, Calder Trophy finalists. Kubalik's 30 markers led rookie goal scorers by 10 over Victor Olofsson, but it was actually Quinn Hughes who led the way in scoring with eight goals, 45 assists for 53 points in 68 games there. We'll know the winners uh, for both of those awards sometime during the conference finals, apparently. Can I, I'm sorry, go ahead. You know, you keep going. Canucks signed uh, Harvard defenseman Jack Rathbone to a three-year entry-level deal, 31 points in 21 games there this season. Originally their fourth rounder in 2017. That one's worth 925000 per season. Panthers doing the same with 2018's 15th overall pick, Grigory Denisenko. 20-year-old's deal will begin next year. Of course, he spent this past season in the KHL, 12 points in 38 games there. Ducks forward Troy Terry, a three-year extension, $4.35 million, the total avoid restricted free agency. Former Grand Prairie Storm goaltender Logan Thompson signed with Vegas on Monday. Two-year entry-level deal there. And Caps forward Lars Eller says he will leave the bubble in Toronto for the birth of his second child when the time comes. Wife has an August 8th due date, but the Caps, of course, will open their round-robin play on August 3rd. 
All right. Well, you mentioned the coach of the year. My guess is Dave Tippett came in fourth in the voting. The, the voting is done by the members of the NHLP uh, broadcasters group. So I'm one of those guys that uh, votes. Uh, the Oilers, Tippett had Edmonton on pace for a 17-point improvement this season. The Oilers finished number one in the NHL in the power play at 29.5%, number two in the league at PK at 84.42%. Uh, so uh, those of you that are good at math know that works out to 113.92%. That is the second highest combined percentage in NHL history. And power play and, and penalty killing stats only go back to about 1961. So it's still, you know, 58-plus years. The only team that had better uh, special teams combined than Edmonton this year was the 77-78 New York Islanders. And uh, that was the team, oh, I'm pretty sure that was the year the Islanders lost to the Maple Leafs on the Lanny McDonald overtime goal. You old school guys will uh, uh, remember that one. So uh, three uh, selections from the Eastern Conference for our Coach of the Year. It's interesting uh, because there would be, I'm not sure how they would balance that out. Uh, 16 teams, the East, 15 in the Western Conference. My guess is the voting is going to be very close uh, for this. And the beauty of Dave Tippett is he's deferred credit every step of the way as coach. He's credited the uh, commitment of his uh, respective units on the power play and penalty kill. But I will tell you this, when it comes to assessing coaches, one of the first things, and most of you probably get this, that would listen to a show called Oilers Now, one of the first things that you used to evaluate Evaluate the performance of a coaching special teams. And uh, Tippett has come in, and, uh, you know, Glenn Gullitson basically gave the reins to the top end order skill guys, and not a lot of people can roll out McDavid, Drysaddle, and Nugent Hopkins in a 1 3 1 formation as the three. Uh, that's three pretty good players. Uh, and Nugent Hopkins, in terms of the actual theory as to how the execution of the power play might work, might be the most disciplined guy. Uh, because the other two guys are so incredibly gifted that they have the option to freelance at any time. So the power play was terrific. The penalty killing was a surprise. It's not, uh, forget just a couple of years ago, the Oilers had the worst home ice penalty killing in NHL history and it totally sunk their, I'm trying to recall if it was their, 17-18 season or their 18-19 season, but it was one of those two years and it was just horrendous all season. It would have been 17-18 because uh, Jim Johnson was coaching the penalty killing uh, that year. Uh, so Jim Playfair, part of the Oilers uh, penalty killing unit. Again, those guys you know, they talk about the commitment of guys like Riley Sheen, Josh Archibald, uh, as well as Jujar Kara playing significant roles on PK. Obviously, Nugent Hopkins out there killing penalties. Dreisaitl on a five-on-three situation as well. Uh, rookie of the year, Kale Bacar. That's going to bring us into a conversation here, Brendan, just before we get in to the Oilers Now Audio Vault. Uh, I had a couple people reach out today to say Edmonton and Colorado are the two teams they're watching. And I think we both know that Kale McCarr and uh, Bowen Byram are pretty special defensemen. The Oilers have a couple special demon coming themselves. Uh, and, and those defensemen have names of Evan Bouchard and Philip Roberg. I will concede, uh, and this show is an Oilers Entertainment Group show, that uh, certainly um, the pedigree of McCarr and Byram is probably, they're seen as better prospects. They both went in the top four of the NHL draft. Then, as an example, Bouchard, who went eighth, and Broberg, who went tenth. The advantage Bouchard and Broberg have is they have a little bit of size on them. And again, Broberg looks like he's put on a little bit of weight. I could see Bouchard even getting into a game or two if the Oilers go on an extended playoff run here. 
and maybe not starting the 2021 season in the, in the NHL. Might just need a little bit more percolation time in the AHL. Um, and as for Broberg, I mean, he might be in Edmonton, say, December 26th to January 4th, which is when the World Juniors are here. But it, uh, we all know he's headed back to Sweden this year. That said, the Avalanche do not have their defense built out quite the same way Edmonton does, in the sense that the Oilers are sitting with Clefbaum, Nurse, and Ethan Bear already there. And so Eric Johnson's a good defenseman, but I, I think that the Oilers collective group that's sort of already arrived is probably at a better spot. So it's going to be really interesting to watch sort of the progressions of the two organizations. Uh, they both have a prospect. Tyson Jost has some people questioning his long-term sort of what exactly he's going to be for Colorado. The Oilers have, yes, a Um you know what? I somebody passed along a note today for me on Paul Yarby. I I would now say it might be fifty five forty five that he's in the NHL next season. But he's going to be an interesting guy to watch as well. Uh, you know, in terms so they, each organization's kind of got a guy that's you know maybe trying to take that next step as a player eventually. And then they've got the Oilers have got two true superstar players, McDavid and Drysaddle. Uh, the Avalanche obviously have Nathan McKinnon, but you know, Miko Renton and Gabriel Landeskog are really good players. The Oilers have Nugent Hopkins as well. So it's, you gotta admit, Brendan, it's gonna be pretty interesting to see who picks the click first between those two organizations. Yeah, you know what? I'm just looking at the Colorado roster right now, and, and and I tend to agree. I mean, they have a lot of things in the system. Guys like Connor Timmons and Samuel Gerrard, even Ryan Graves. It's been a bit of a revelation this year. Big-time shot blocker on a big body there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, outside of that, I don't see Byram as being quite ready enough to be impactful just based on the season he had in the WHL. Yep. But, you know, anything can happen. And the biggest thing that for the Oilers, to me, is the fact that none of the defensemen are being rushed into action right out of necessity right. right they can take their time well absolutely and when you hit on a couple i mean i didn't even bring up caleb jones and i know there's a lot of fans that like him too it I, I, i'm gonna tell you right now like i hope edmonton doesn't play colorado let's put it this way obviously i want to see the Oilers beat chicago then we get to the second round of the playoffs the round of 16 i hope edmonton and colorado don't play at that point I'd like to see each team play further on. So let's hope that uh, comes to fruition. Let's get into it. It's time now for the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. And uh, Dave Tippett was asked, and again, we've got audio each day that the Oilers practice, uh, was asked yesterday after practice, when does the focus shift uh, in camp to the Chicago Blackhawks? Our biggest concern right now is we want to get our team up and going because it doesn't matter who you're playing, if you don't get up to speed and, and competing at the level you need to, you know, there's not much you're going to be able to do against another team. So we'll, we'll take it in steps. We've, uh, we've done our homework, we've, you know, but our focus right now is to get ourselves up and going. And as we progress here, you understand who you're going to be playing and uh, how we want to play. So those things will, those things will continue to mesh as we go along here. But right now, our, really our, our sole focus is, uh, has been about us. We haven't talked a lot about uh, Chicago at all, and uh, that's the way it's going to be for the next little bit. Uh, by the way, again, Philip Roberg out with the main group today. Caleb Jones was not with the main group, the uh, 11 o'clock group over at the downtown community arena. Dave Tippett updated Jones' status yesterday. He'll continue to skate every day until uh, we get the green light that he could join the, join the regular group, but he's uh, 
uh, he's progressing and uh, hopefully not in the too distant future he can become part of the main group won't be tomorrow it won't be the next couple of days but uh, we'll see where we are at the next couple of days Dave Tippett also addressed Andreas Athanasius skating on the line with Leon Dreisaitl and Connor Yamamoto. Well, obviously, he's a high-skilled player that, uh, you know, we we had visions of trying him there before uh, we stopped playing, and uh, we just thought coming into camp, we want to give him an opportunity to see what he can do. Uh, Leon and Yamo are obviously top high-end players that uh, – we feel like he might be a good fit there. He had speed and skill and hopefully some finish there that uh, we'll just we'll monitor it as we go on here and see how it goes. And uh, Tippett also addressed the fact that he feels that Leon Dreisaitl can help Athanasiu. He can play the game fast, <clears throat> not just making plays, but I mean, he's, he's got high speed. And one of the things we looked at, Dreisaitl is such a good passer. Are there situations where Dreisaitl holding the puck and can find double A with speed. So, uh, you know, we'll see if that happens. But uh, usually skilled guys, they tend to get along well together, especially if they're having some success with the puck. So we'll see how that goes. And Dave Tippett added some additional comments about who in the past reminds him of Leon Dreisaitl. And for you Colorado Avalanche fans, you might remember this guy. Well, there's there's certainly some players in the past. Like I think of a guy like Peter Forsberg, who used to, invite that contact and protect the puck make it hard for the opponent to check him while he's kind of on his back and leon does that a lot leon is a power forward with high high skill he plays a strong heavy game and heavy when he has the puck uh, the the biggest thing about leon this year is from a coaching a- a aspect he is great skill great knowledge of the game can play all situations so he ends up having an impact on your team and he helps players around him that he's playing with and uh he's obviously an outstanding player in his own right so um puts him in that category and uh i think our our players were very happy to see he was nominated for the lindsay award 1222 in Edmonton, bob stoffer brendan escott with you we're in the orders now audio vault for direct work where Leon Dreisaitl up, obviously, for the Lindsay Award, voted on by the NHLPA members as the uh, best player. Uh, and Dreisaitl certainly appreciates and likes playing with Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, yeah, I think we just complement each other really well. Um, you know, obviously, uh, we started clicking pretty early on, and, um, you know, I think that made our team a lot more dangerous um, in a way that, you know, we can balance our scoring out a little more and, um, you know, Yamo has been, has been great, came up and, and, um, no fear. Um, obviously he's, he's a smaller guy, but he doesn't, doesn't necessarily play, play to that size. So, um, he's been a lot of fun to play with and I think we've been helping each other out a lot. So, um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been great playing with him. And for Yamamoto, he says that a dry saddle has impacted his play personally. He's meant a lot. Um, you know, he's helped me since day one. Um, you know, since I was an 18-year-old, um, you know, he's helped me a long way. Um, you know, just talking to me off the ice, on the ice, um, you know, just picking up little things that he does, um, you know, a play that he sees that I don't, um, you know, be talking like that. So he means a lot, a lot to my career, and, um, you know, hopefully I can keep playing with him. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Again, that's the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Work, where it's 1223 in Edmonton. We'll take a two-minute timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on 630 Chet. The uh, pause helped James Neal out as well. He looks like he's a little bit quicker out there. Guys are flying around the first couple days. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you into the Oilers. Uh, where are we going to go here? Our text line for the folks at Ashley Fine Floors, Oilers GM says, Hey, Bob, uh, Bouchard went 10th, Broberg went 8th, not vice versa. Well, thank you. You're right. I uh, I made a mistake. Feel shame. Go to box. There we go. Uh, this text comes in from an honest man. He says, I'll be the first to admit I was not happy with the tip at hiring. I felt we needed a younger new school coach. I was wrong. He is awesome, and he'd be my Jack Adams winner. And the texter adds, I thought Broberg was staying in Sweden for another year. He is here right now. Uh, in camp again looked pretty good today and is slated to uh, return uh, we'll play in sweden this upcoming season in 2021 and we'll be in edmonton uh the 26th of december and until january 4th when edmonton and red deer host the world junior championships i think that we will see bouchard work his way into the team on a full-time basis in 2021 and i think we'll see broberg work his way into the team on a full po- uh full-time basis some point in 21 22 again you can text us at 780-496-0063 bob 7778 the uh, numbers you gave with the islanders mike bossy's rookie year blank in toronto I'll never uh, forget or forgive them for knocking off the Islanders. I, you must be from Saskatchewan because the Islanders had a huge, huge fan base. They drafted, you know, Brian Trotje was from Valmarie, Saskatchewan. Uh, the Maple Leafs of the mid-70s. I mean, Daryl Sittler, I mean, it's not forgetting, he had 10 points in one game. He also scored five goals in a playoff game against Philly. Brendan, I'm going to give you a little research assignment one night, all right? You got to go. Uh, it's it's available on YouTube. Uh, the night Sittler scored five goals in a playoff game. And I'll be honest with you, today, maybe three or four of them would not have gone in the net. There were some, Bernie Perron had an off game, uh, but there were some, the Leafs had uh, Tiger Williams, and they called up a guy, uh, Dave Dunn, who played at the University of Saskatchewan, big lanky guy. Uh, they had Scott, I think it was Garland, and they had another Kurt Walker. 
and these guys were minor leaguers, but they were playing the Flyers, so they had to have some toughness. And it was just the stuff that would happen back then. Like, you know, the, the fans are closer to the uh, players. Schultz would always be running around being, I didn't like the Philly Flyers of the mid-1970s, so I was actually cheering for the Leafs in the 75 and 76 playoffs. Of course, the Canadians ultimately took the Flyers out in 76 in four straight, may I add, in the Stanley Cup final. But uh, if you ever have a lot of, want to have a lot of fun, Brennan, and just watch how completely undisciplined the games were uh, back in the mid-70s, just watch Philly and Toronto the night Sittler scored five goals because it was at times really ugly. And I don't mean ugly beautiful. I mean, like, it was ugly hockey. At uh, Michael Hargy fought uh, Tiger Williams. They had a rock'em, sock'em uh, exchange. And then a little bit later on, Tiger ended up fighting the hammer. Dave Schultz and Dunn worked over Bob Kelly, which was quite funny because Philly were... Uh, they were a team where if you fought one of them, everybody else jumped in. Moose DuPont was the master of the uh, third man in back of the day. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell and when we come back Brian Lawton from the NHL Network this is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 630 Chad.